Welcome to a special live from Cleveland edition of the Erie County GOP podcast, as featured on the Jumbotron at the Quicken Loans Arena. Uh, my name is Brodigan. I'm the not live from Cleveland part, but joining us live from Cleveland, your favorite chairman of mine. Very excited to find out if he's going to be drafted to Raw or SmackDown. Nick Langworthy, welcome. Thanks, Brodigan. Uh, apologize for. Uh voice being a little hoarse, but it's been a long couple nights. Uh, tell me about it, because um, how's Cleveland treating you? Because you guys, you guys look like you've been having, you've been pretty busy. Well, it's 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 just been incredible because um, you know never before would anyone expect the New York Republican Party to be front and center uh, at a national convention, but we're we're as close to the action as you can possibly get. Uh, I've been trying to share as many uh, pictures from the convention, uh, you know, on on all of our various platforms, so people can get a view of. Uh, what we're doing uh, is delegates from Western New York, and we are virtually in the front row in front of the podium. Uh, so this is really uh, New York's Republican Party's time to shine. Um, you know, being that we have a home state uh, candidate in Donald Trump, I mean, we'll probably never again have this sort of um, emphasis on the New York Republican Party. Well, uh, let's, let's start from the beginning. Well, when, when did you guys get in? We We came here Sunday. And, um, you know, the, the, the convention opened up with just an amazing party on the Cleveland waterfront for all delegates and guests of the convention. And we had a lot of fun that night. Uh, Three Dog Night was a featured act. And um, it was, you know, just everybody coming together, you know, a lot of, um, you know, key leaders in the Republican Party around the country. You know, I had a chance to chat with Governor Walker um, of, of Wisconsin, who I obviously, you know, was, uh, involved in his campaign. Um, so it was, it was good to catch up with him, but just, you know, several thousand people gathered on the water. It was, it was a really great time. So it was a good way to start our, our week here. And then, uh, Monday was really a long day because, uh, it was the day that you vote on the platform and the rules. Uh, so we had to actually be after we started uh, the morning uh, with a uh, delegation breakfast as we do every day here. Um, that's at eight o'clock in the morning, and then we have that day we we heard from uh, Larry Kudlow, uh, Senator Bob Corker, and Newt Gingrich. So you know it was a, a, a pretty star-studded cast there. And then we were off to the convention hall for one o'clock, and we were there essentially from one until eleven p.m. Uh, it was a busy day. Uh, you know, we had a few dusts up, having to shut down the last gasp of breath out of the lungs of the Never Trump movement, and uh, that worked out quite well. And actually, speaking of, speaking of the convention, and um, I mean speaking of the breakfast, uh, there were a couple, there were a lot of noise made by Newt Gingrich, where he, he basically laid out. For the state party, what we have to do to win, uh, both when it when it comes to social media, when it comes to like reaching out to new voters, if, if you could just talk talk a little about what what Newton had to say. Well, it's funny he he talked about a lot of the things that we do with the Erie County Republican Party um, that we need to talk to our our, our supporters and try to gain um, new access to people through social media platforms, and that's you know uh, obviously Brodigan, you and I spend a lot of time on that and. Um, it, it's it's paid a lot of success here, and I, I hopefully uh, you know some of our colleagues around the state have taken notice of what Newt said because he he was really drawing parallels for, uh, from Donald Trump in that you know last month for instance Hillary Clinton spent twenty million dollars on television commercials mostly trashing Donald Trump um, 
and and he narrowly was trailing her in the polls before that money was spent. He spent zero dollars on television commercials in that same month. Well, here we are a month later. Trump is actually closer uh, in the polls this month than he was last. So um, the the use of social media is being done by the Trump campaign in a way that I don't think any presidential campaign has done to date. He gets an awful lot of uh, coverage from his supporters sharing, uh, you know, some messages that the campaign wants out there. And talk talk about some of the some of the speakers that, that you've heard so far, because this isn't exactly what you would call um, your traditional roster of Republican speakers that we're used to. No, I mean, night one star was far and away Rudy Giuliani. I mean, and uh, the mayor actually sat uh, last night with uh, uh, between myself and Chairman Cox in the front row um, of our delegation uh, line to, to listen to Michael Mukasey's speech. Uh, who is uh, a longtime friend of his, but we um, we had a chance to visit with him on the floor. But his speech Monday night, he was on fire, and he laid out what I believe was the second best indictment of Hillary Clinton, you know, as to why she is not fit to be commander in chief of anybody other than uh, Director Comey in when uh, the speech he gave uh, before he announced she wouldn't be indicted. Uh, the you know, he was fiery. It was vintage Rudy, you know, but from like 20 years ago, he was on fire. And uh, it was another proud moment for the New York delegation. They have one of our own up there uh, in prime time. Uh, and then, you know, Melania, I, I think she rose far and away above what the expectations were. Obviously, people concerned about a language barrier. Melania was outstanding. And, and she um, she talked about her husband and and gave us a glimpse into the world that she knows with him that we don't know from reality television or his time in you know in politics for the last year. Uh, and I think that's what's really important with so many speeches from the Trump kids as well as Melania here that we are able to hear about you know their love and, and the relationship that they have you know for their father. It's it's, it's helping to draw a more multidimensional picture of Donald Trump and why he should be our, 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 our president of the United States. Um, you know, and that, let's, let's talk about the, you know, the, the nonsense of uh, these plagiarism ag- accusations. Uh, I'll, I'll use a line from Hillary Clinton. What difference does it make <laughs> if someone lifted some language from uh, another speech. I mean, a, a speechwriter, I'm just watching uh, television as we talk here. It says someone's taking credit for this. It doesn't matter. It, this is a media obsession to try to distract from the strong speeches that were given that first night of this convention, whether it be Melania's speech, which, I mean, she had the crowd eating out of her hand. Rudy Giuliani's tough indictment on Hillary, uh, as well as the Gold Star Mother's. I mean, that, that, you know, you notice the CNN cut away from Mrs. Smith's speech when she said that she held Hillary Clinton personally accountable for her son's death in Benghazi. You notice none of that has been replayed on anywhere but Fox News. Uh, CNN said they found it reprehensible. They weren't going to air it. I mean, if, if, if there's any doubt in anyone's mind that the system is rigged here, uh, you got to get your head examined. So I, I will say the only the only problem I had with the plagiarism is that if it was me, the the story wouldn't be about the plagiarism. the The story would be about what I did to the person who set up my wife like that. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I mean, I, I think 
I'm sure internally the heads are going to roll, but it, you know, it's, it's going to be done deliberately. It's going to be done, you know, through the campaign. It's not going to in, in through the Trump organization. It's not going to be done on the front page of the paper. And, and, and frankly, not one single vote's going to change based on the fact that she had some words that were yeah. similar to what Obama, man, Michelle Obama said. It, it's a nonsense distraction. It's stupid. And the only people that care are people that want to distract from the tough messages that have been delivered by the by the speakers. And then last night, you know, Eric Trump was the star. Uh, Eric Trump, I mean, he hit a home run. It was it just, I'm, I'm sorry, not Eric, Donald Jr. Donald Jr., uh, you know, he put, uh, New York, he cast New York's votes. I mean, we were joined on the floor by Ivanka and Eric and uh, Tiffany and uh, Donald Jr. as they cast uh, New York's votes and, and put their father as the official nominee. It was a special moment to have, you know, so much media. We were surrounded by a wall of photographers at every major media outlet. Um, in the country was, was had their eyes fixated on the New York delegation last night, uh, which is kind of a scary thing, as you know. Um, <laughs> but um, it, it was a, a very special night that I will never forget. Um, and it, you know, one of the, one of the, the, the greatest moments uh, that I've been involved in in politics. Yeah. And the, the one speech, cause I mean, I didn't, I haven't gotten a chance to watch a lot of it, but the one speech that stood out for me and, you know, we also talk about ways to reach out to new voters and one way to do that is obviously with like celebrity endorsements and setting aside Chachi and Anthony Sabato Jr. Since they're about 20 years past their prime, Dana White, the president who's the UFC, uh, who's actually still relevant today. Uh, I was really impressed with his speech and something like that. Even, even people like me who really aren't on the, the band the Trump bandwagon yet, he got me motivated. Oh, it, he was, he was very good. Um, it, it was another example of people from, uh, you know, private uh, life that have succeeded in other avenues saying how we need a bold and different leader, someone that understands the economy, understands uh, how to create jobs, uh, and understands how to change the status quo. I mean, Hillary Clinton will be more of the same. Nothing is going to fundamentally change from what we've enjoyed for the last eight years to now, if Hillary Clinton goes to the White House, it will be a continuation of, of everything that we're suffering through. Um, Donald Trump is going to do something bold and different. There's no doubt. And what, and, uh, what, uh, yeah, take two. What do we have to look forward to or what, what should we keep an eye on for the next, over the next two days? Well, I mean, everybody is buzzing a little bit about what is Ted Cruz going to say tonight? Um, Really knows, but I, I really can't think that Ted Cruz is going to do anything that's not going to put him in a great light for the future. Because you know, Ted wants to be seen as a, a statesman in the party. He uh, wants he, he ran an amazing campaign, and um, you know, when many people didn't think that he would be um, as serious, and he is. Um, Really, you know, he, he can win big here if he gives. He, he doesn't have to give a full throated endorsement, but if he, you know, talks about how we had, you know, he, he looks like someone that wants to put the best party, the party's best interests forward. Um, I, I think it will pay nothing but great dividends for him and for Trump. Um, the guy I'm really disappointed in is um, 
is, is Governor Kasich. This is embarrassing. Kasich, we're you know here in his home state, we're in Cleveland, Ohio. We're it's on display for the world to see, and he doesn't have the decency to come in the convention hall and say, "Welcome to Cleveland, welcome to Ohio." Um, you know, I, I don't think anyone would expect him to give a you know I love Donald Trump speech, but he can talk about themes that our party needs to address. Uh, and I, I think he's been petulant by not getting involved. This is not the way he ran his campaign for president. I thought he ran a classy race. Uh, and I, I think he, he comes off as the biggest joker out of this whole situation by not coming to the convention and addressing the delegates in his home state. I think it's an embarrassment to him and the Ohio Republican Party. Yeah, because even like, like, like so someone like Ted Perry isn't the biggest Trump fan, but he still spoke and just spoke about conservative principles. I mean, you absolutely, absolutely. I mean, in, in, in John Kasich, he could have done it on the first day and gotten it out of the way. Uh, and he, uh, right now, he, he the fact that he's boycotting, he had a reception last night. I'm sure there's some other things he's showing up at outside of the venue, but I really think um, it's unfortunate that he didn't put um, the party ahead of his own selfishness. And actually, um, before we get going, I, I completely forgot about the, about the most important part. You, New York Whip. What was that like? Well, I, you know, I, I played this role a bit in uh, 2012. Um, and as delegation whip, you work with the campaign's whip team to make sure our, our, our seats are filled. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest issue is because, uh, uh, you know, not every delegate is maybe dedicated as the next. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's some delegates you couldn't pry out of the seat. They're going to soak every second of this in. Uh, there's other delegates that, uh, okay, I saw this one speech I cared about, and I'm going to the casino, or uh, now I'm going to go to a party. Or So um, we need to have our seats full, we, especially when you're on display in the, at the front of the room. So uh, you, don't, you don't want empty seats. So so we have to uh, work on that. And it, 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 it came in um, – it was a bigger deal, obviously, the first day where we had to um, handle the situation with the Rules Committee, and we had to spring into action some uh, some of the people that were associated, um, you know, with, with I, I guess it was the Never Trump movement, but it really didn't have anything to do with Trump because it's about the, the rules for the next presidential election. That's what it was so asinine about this, and the media had no understanding of even how to cover it. But... You know, they wanted to force a roll call vote on the rules of of uh, the party, and it was in no one's best interest to do that. Um, they didn't have the votes to pass it, so why waste everybody's time? It would have screwed up the prime time schedule of the convention, which was already hectic to begin with. So, you know, we worked and we shut it down, and uh, we made sure that New York's votes were there to uh, to do that, because if, if your votes are in place and they call... Uh, a full roll call. They could theoretically call every single, um, every single delegate's name. So you have to have over fifty percent of your delegates in the seats to cast them all at one. Uh, we did that and we got the job done. So I, I'm honored to, to play the role. It's um, one I enjoy, uh, obviously. And uh, you know, this is just a, a wild experience. I mean, uh, this is my fourth national convention, and uh, this certainly will be the one I. I uh, I hold the highest regard. So Thursday night, uh, Donald Trump says, let's make America great again. And God bless America. The balloons drop. What next? We get to work. 
And uh, we're going to continue the things that we've been doing, uh, you know, holding informational meetings on how people can get involved in the ECGOP. Um, you know, we had another one in Hamburg just a couple weeks ago, just as successful as the first one we held. We've actually doubled the size of the Tonawanda Committee uh, this year, which uh, is was a much needed boost in the arm. I'm sure we'll do the same with Hamburg. Uh, it, it, there's there's a lot of opportunity there. And uh, we're going to harness this enthusiasm, get people to the table, and uh, we're going to turn Erie County red in this presidential election for the first time since 1980. That uh, sounds like a good point to leave it there. Uh, Chairman, thank you. Go get yourself a lozenge and maybe a nap. <laughs> hey, thanks, for, uh, thanks for making the time, and uh, I look forward to talking to everybody very soon. Yeah, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Erie County GOB podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, find us on Instagram. You can now find us on iTunes, so that's exciting. Again, this has been the Erie County GOB podcast, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah.